0: Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn. Laugh and grow with us as we become guided by design. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing rather well. I'm highly caffeinated. I've done a little yoga, Uh, just I got all my morning stuff done. So Feeling like I can start my day on a, on a fresh note.
1: Nice. How's your morning been? It's been interesting. Um, Yeah, I did not get all those things done. I'm highly caffeinated though. Very highly caffeinated. Um, A pot and a extra Starbucks cup today. Um, My daughter took off for Tennessee. So that was a, um, it's just exciting and nerve wracking, and all the things that parents are supposed to feel, I think, at this point. And I keep stalking her on Life 360, and I probably will for the rest of her life. So,
0: now, did, when she came over and said goodbye this morning, you know, despite like we talked a little bit earlier, and you're like, you know, I'm not really sad, but did you get, was there a little bit of ver clumped this morning? Did you mm-hmm. get a little ver yeah. yeah.
1: I figured so. Yep. And her doggy. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, exactly. It's like, you're like, I'm excited for you, but I'll miss your
1: dog. <laughs> well, and I'm worried for him. Like, I just, you know, he's a, uh, he's a big baby and he's very stressed out about what's happening like what's happening what's happening so um anyway i know that that will keep her focused so it's really good to be able to focus on something that's not you while you're traveling for hours and hours and hours so
0: and she's got you know she needs to stop and rest she has some someone there with her that will alert her if There's anyone walking sure.
1: around. Oh God, we had to have that whole talk this morning. So that's why we went to Starbucks. I got her something to eat, some coffee and and I was like, and pay attention, like pay attention to the vehicles you see constantly on the road, you know who's who's watching, who's stopping at rest areas, et cetera, et cetera. Like you just pay attention to what's around. Pay attention. You. Don't have your earbuds in while you're walking your dog. Like you have to pay attention. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Well, yeah, I I know my mama heart feels for you this morning because I, I mean, even just sending my daughter off for like an overnight cross country trip was like, you know, I, not that I was sad for her, but just that I was already ready for her to be back by the time when she was leaving. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So she's already got her plane tickets home for Christmas. Um, she, um, will be home the 20th through the 27th. So,
0: okay. Good. So the last
1: week of December. So yeah, that's exciting. And, um, yeah.
0: Well, so, best I of luck, think... Emily. Uh, yes, you know, we don't know when this will exactly go up, but hopefully by the time that we're releasing this podcast, you'll have, um, been a wild success where, where you land and that you're having a great time and you're being safe. And if not, your mom's coming down there and she's going to kick your ass.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. So, all right. Well, um, before we get rolling on what our topic is today, cause we're starting a new series and it's, we're, you know, we haven't really, we're feeling our way through this series, so it'll be interesting. But what have you been listening to lately? or reading, or watching any of the above? Um,
1: Well, Dexter came out again. I've got to get caught up, but um, I loved the original Dexter and I'm loving this just as much. So that's fun. Um, Other than that, I've been listening to everything. um, I saw was so fabulous this week because those are two movies that I love. I haven't listened. I haven't
0: heard. I will be trust me I will be and I will admit I've not seen either of these movies I'm terrible set it off or Thelma and Louise
1: no so we should have a double feature okay
0: yes I I was actually thinking this would be a good set of movies to watch with my daughter
1: yes no perfect like I was like friendship movies absolutely so that's I. maybe you watch set it off first though yeah
0: I think so. I think that, that sounds like a good idea. Cause yeah, I've never seen set it off. There's just a lot of movies from the nineties. Like the movies that I really got into, I got very into and I'd watch them on repeat. But if I, but I know like I had friends that had loved set it off. Like they had the soundtrack it was
1: such an effort in the nineties, like watching movies was an effort in the nineties. You had to go to the theater or you had to go rent a DVD or a You know what I mean? It was VHS back in the day, like, so it was such an effort. And if you didn't already have a VCR, you know, you had to also get one of those, which was so weird and embarrassing as a child for some reason.
0: had VCRs like we were addicted to movies in my family
1: well I lived a split life so one of my families yes yes, had the the everything and one of them was not so like my grandma's house we had regular regular tv and a special occasion she'd go rent a VCR
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. It's like renting a VCR. How many times over the course of a year, renting a VCR would justify just I going in
1: one time a year that that ever happened. So, you know, by the, by the er, mid nineties, I'm sure we had bought her a VCR, but yeah. It was <laughs> one of those things. Um, so, anyway, I saw pod was great. Um, that's really, I think all that I, I mean, I've listened to a ton of murder shows, so. And
0: I haven't been really listening to, I mean, this week, like it's because I've been subbing so much, I kind of tend to fall off of listening. And then I have a few episodes to kind of get caught up on like, I'll li- I'll listen to Poog. I'll listen to I Saw What You Did. What I what I always seem to make time for is the movie podcast. But of course, like I Saw just came out when yesterday. I, and I really like to give it, it's like always an hour. So I always like to give it enough time and I want it to have my attention Um, But in the evenings when I just, when I need to relax, when I just need to chill and not think about very much, but still be entertained, I've been listening to Total Reboot. And I've talked about them before. It's two Australian guys. I'd heard one of them on Leguizamorama talking about a film. I love these two guys. They're funny. They're comedians, Um, but they do funny series. Like this Total Reboot was like, they take movies that had been redone, so like a couple of the first episodes were like the the Tomb Raiders. They they go through and they talk about them, and like the Jumanjis and things like that. But then they do some themed series. Um, so one of them this recently was Scream Majors, so it was like teen horror movies. And their Scream episode, I'm I swear I'm listening to for the third time because it's so funny. <laughs> i will listen to it three times but they just started a new series called adam hearts drew and it's going to be a three-parter about adam sandler and drew barrymore of course they started with the wedding singer and i just i love hearing them talk about their mutual love of the wedding singer like hearing them both gush and be funny about this movie Just it it lit me up. And so we actually watched The Wedding Singer last night. Ed was on his way home from Bozeman. And it was just the kids and I. I started watching Reality Bites with Elora. And Coulter came out. And I swear, I was like, I wasn't going to be like, get out of here. Because no, no kid wants to hear his mom say, get out of here. But um, he could not hang with Reality Bites. He's like, first of all, he's like, are they getting high? Are they high? I'm like, yes, they're getting high. But then, like, because he has no frame of reference for anything from either the 90s or their obsession with stuff from the 70s, he was just fucking not stopping with questions. Like, he does not he was not getting it. And I'm like, of course you don't get it. You're 12. This movie is not for 12-year-olds of any generation except for if you were 12 in 1996 or whatever. Maybe, maybe, but finally we got about to the point where uh vicky had just gotten her rate, or just gotten promoted to the manager of the gap and uh lalena and the ben stiller character michael had just gone on their first date and finally i i was i had reached my threshold of questions and i said laura would you rather just watch wedding singer she goes yes <laughs> so in the dvd of the wedding singer because it's not streaming anywhere I, this is why i have dvds everybody just in case you can't find shit streaming, I have DVDs still. And um, so we turned on The Wedding Singer we watched it. And Coulter does love Adam Sandler. Like we've had Sandler Sundays for, we, we used to, during pandemic, watch an Adam Sandler movie like every Sunday. And he just didn't remember The Wedding Singer. And I just, I wanted to revisit it. I love it so much because Adam Sandler is just so sweet in that movie. I love and I was telling you Laura at the end, like, I love how it sounds like he's smiling when he's singing. And she's like, Well, he is smiling. I'm like, I know, and I love how that comes through <laughs> in his voice. I just well, love how- it. <laughs> but I haven't seen the the third in this trilogy. I haven't seen blended yet. Um I've heard it's good. And Perla was telling me she has it on DVD. She says it's yeah, great. It's good. It's really so good. I'm I'm like, okay, well, that'll give me something to look forward to. So we'll well, I'll listen to these guys I'll watch the movie it'll be
1: fantastic what was th- I'm sorry what was the other um the middle movie fifty, wedding, first, 50 first Dates. I figured it was I just I, just wanted I to-
0: love and that's another one we love, love we watched it and really? Elora was kind of like she goes is that guy with the the one he, Rob Schneider was who she was talking about she's like is he in the wedding singer'm i like no she's like that's dumb. he's my favorite part of fifty first Dates.
1: he's in a lot of his movies though
0: he is i said if you love rob schneider we should watch the hot chick it's Mm -hmm. terrible but it's if you like rob schneider it's one of his best (laughs) Um, and so he is she's like no every time i say we should watch something she says no but then i (laughs) walk, we watch it and i'm like see it wasn't that bad see it wasn't that bad (sighs) so anyways okay so that's what we're listening to and watching and Mine was kind of a a double because I'm listening to a podcast and then watching the movie from the podcast and I'll be doing that with, um, I saw, should I, should I watch them first before I listen? Because I don't know if I can hold out to listen until I watch.
1: Well, I I think with their pod, it's so great because it doesn't matter. They don't ruin anything.
0: No. Yeah. They don't ruin anything.
1: So, so that makes it your call, but definitely two movies you should put on your watch list. Okay. They are both really excellent movies and I I love what those ladies have to say about shit like Danielle Henderson has such a freaking insight like she just has insight that's just very worth worth hearing
0: I know she usually thinks that she because she doesn't have like this background as a movie aficionado that she and I'm like no I think that that's where her writer comes in, her, her
1: writer comes in and her life, like her actual, I love people who are fucking real about things. And, and she just has some really good, real things to say about life. So anyway,
0: okay, okay. cool. So
1: her, All right. Let's move on. <laughs> okay,
0: let's move on. So today we're starting a bit of a series. I haven't decided what to call it yet, but it's, we're, we're kind of using the opportunity of doing this podcast as a. Way for us to dig a little bit more into things to better understand our own charts. So, you're along for the ride for this. So, some of this may be applicable to you if you have some of these gates or channels, but specifically channels. So, we have chosen, I have five defined channels in my human design chart. Mary has four? I think four, yep. And, uh, yep. And so, and two of them of each of ours, we share. So we have two defined channels the same, which is kind of strange because, you know, that's, I mean, there's so many different channels. I think there's like 36 channels, if I'm not mistaken, something something strange like that. It doesn't equate to 64 gates, that's what I know. But, um, <laughs> but you know, we, we have differences. So we're gonna talk, the first two that we're gonna cover are gonna be the ones that we share. Um, and then we're going to get into the um, the ones that we don't share, but we're going to go one at a time and kind of alternate. So it'll give us a chance to each research them and then come to the table and do some observations. So today's channel is going to be the, and it, depending on which resource you're looking at, sometimes they're listed with the large number first, and sometimes they're listed with the small number first, um, 4764 the channel of abstraction i'm i'm actually opening my book cuz i didn't even look in my book for what <laughs> i'm doing um if you can believe it okay yep yeah, the channel of abstraction and mine is my book says 6447 so therefore
1: See, and I have two books, they each say something different. So one of yeah. them has the 47 li- listed first, and one of them has the 64 listed first. So <laughs> I, I, there is no, there is no wrong or right way, in my opinion. Exactly,
0: There is no right or wrong. It's just, you know, you'll find it one way or the other is yep. basically how it plays out. All right. Do you, I guess, because I've got some notes and you had, you didn't write notes, but you just had some things. Do you want to go first so you can kind of make sure you get some of those things out?
1: Yeah. So, um, I was really excited, um, about the channels. I had read about the gates first because I, I couldn't decipher the gates versus channels. And I'm so glad I got to do this research because now I, now I understand, uh, the differences. So, um, This one really resonated with me and made me feel really um, less weird than I have in the past, I guess, because the abstract thought and the way that um, I think that's why you and I connect because we have this and we come in things in circles, Mm -hmm. straight, diagonal, whatever. You know what I mean? Things aren't laid out. I love one of the books that I I use referenced as a as a child, if you have this particular channel, that ideas should be written on something that's movable. So like maybe, um, you know, index cards Mm -hmm. and then they can put those in an order that makes sense and play with that until they find that. And I used to do that when I was in school. Um, In college, specifically, if I had to write papers, like I used to put all my stuff down on note cards or sticky notes and then play with them until I could find the order that was uh, cohesive. And so um, as I took that into my professional life, I really drove my peers absolutely crazy with it because I have all these. I mean, I can see the end picture, and I think that's part of what you can see as well, Mm -hmm. is that end picture, but the way there is never straight. Like, it's always zigzag, circly, loop-de-loo, there's all sorts of ideas that flow through the air before something gets solidified and then you can actually see that end product. And so I just remember being in meetings and coming back, you know, hours later and being like, so here's what we need to do about this because I had time to take all those pieces and flow them into something that was going to be tangible and we could see an end result. So not everybody has that. And I think that that's, that's interesting. Um,
0: You're spot on. I mean, all of those observations are very much kind of what I was picking up on, too. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to need my book. I'm going to set it over there. (laughs) Um, And what, what, you know, what brings to mind is a discovery of witches when she talks in that very first book about the white tabletop and the the puzzle pieces. And she doesn't realize she's doing magic, she Mm -hmm. thinks of it as part of her academic. thought process is, is a rearranging all these puzzle pieces until it starts to form a cohesive picture. And, you know, that is, the, the, maybe that's why that part always sticks out in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then when I kind of go through this, um, what a couple of things from the resource I was looking at, cause I've got my book, but honestly, like, while the definitive book of human design it, book is great. And we'll reference that in the, in the pod notes, like, I found a lot of the information that I really wanted to kind of regurgitate in my own way was on a, a website. And, you know, the thing about abstraction, like you were mentioning, is that when people don't think in that abstract, they are thinking in, like, almost like absolutes, mm-hmm. definitives. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like I, I was reading that, it, you know, we can really, it can, our abstraction, <laughs> creates a lot of those communication issues. And this is where I feel like because we both have partners that we don't communicate in the same style as, um, they were, we start with the beginning and the end and the whole middle piece is like missing. And therefore like people just, they, 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 they are thinking about the middle. We already know there's going to be like a big amount of the, the post-it notes being rearranged in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I love this because it's also in my Quit Like a Woman book where she talks about the underwear gnomes on South Park where it's like, steal the underwear, step one, steal the underwear. Step three is make a profit, but there's no step two. And everybody's focused on, well, what is step two? And we're like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Step, Quit worrying about step two. We will get it figured out. <laughs> but, um, we also, one of the things I read was like drawing inferences uh, we can tend to be, especially when we're working out of the not self is because of that abstraction, we interpret emotional meaning into things that other people say that isn't necessarily there. And Whoa, does that, yeah, you're like, you're like nodding and laughing and I'm like, Um, yes. And especially because we're both very, we're emotional authorities it's like we are very driven by this idea, especially when we're in a heightened state of emotion, <laughs> That someone else is in a heightened state of emotion. And what they're saying contains emotion that may not be there, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Uh, it's so interesting. And one of the other talking points, I, my partner has actually pointed this out to me way more than once about how, like, he'll just, how do you know how they feel? And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like, I I am really intuitive and I'm so right most of the time. Yeah, because
0: we know how we feel. And therefore, we basically place, we take our set of emotions, we just pick them up and we just basically like overlay them like a piece of like the, oh, remember in projectors when there was the clear place of proje- like when the teacher would have the, and mm-hmm. she'd write the math questions yes. on it. like that. We would just take like that and overlay it on someone with all of our emotional shit on it. Um, So I thought that was interesting. The other piece of this that is really fascinating that I love is that it is very much linked to the past. And there's a little, there's some subtle differences. And I didn't look really deeply at your chart, yours, part of this channel is conscious for you. And part of it is unconscious. I know that yours are a mix of red and black, Mm -hmm. um, on your channels and mine is all red. Mine is, um, mine is very much subconscious or unconscious. I, and this is where it gets a little muddy and, you know, I'd love to clarify this further. I'm still learning and trying to kind of place, place some, um, learn some new things about this is that it's part of me. It's part, probably part of where I love to learn about history and I'm always, and I have such a deep memory for things, um, because I'm using that memory and that history to create, you know, that's part of our abstraction is that we're always looking historically at things and pulling them in, which is where a lot of people don't have that. So they might be like, they know things happened in the past, but they're not using it as any kind of um, relevance for what's happening now. And I think we've talked about,
1: yeah. And and I think it's really important, It, it is, it's why historians are such an important piece of our legacy as human beings, because if we don't look at the past, we will make the same mistakes in the future, hence the current situation of our country. Like it just blows my mind. I wonder, I mean, does your book say anything about percentages of people that have this? Neither one of mine did. So No, it doesn't really talk about this. And I mean, a lot, I think it would probably
0: have something to do if we looked at the definition, because in order for the head to be defined, oh, that's a good question. You'd have to have definition between the crown and the Ajna. So let me look at that. That might be, I just
1: thought, you know, because I was thinking about history in the same way. I mean, our, our notes basically are the same things, Mary. Um, <laughs> but I was t- thinking about history. And again, the way that we use that history, and we really love historical things in order to move forward.
0: Here's here's the thing. And I mean, there's kind of, there's some math stuff involved with this, but only 30% of the population have a defined crown, which is the very tippy top of our human design chart. The rest are 70% are undefined. And the only way that you can get definition into that crown is by way of the Ajna, which is the one right below it, you have to have a defined channel. And there are three defined channels. So if you think about it, if we're looking at it it as only 30% of the people have one or more of those defined channels between those two centers. This is where my math brain comes in. Like, (laughs) I don't feel like I have much of a math brain, but then something like this happens and I'm like, ooh, math. You know, um, you're right. I think that we are seeing that there's this, um, there is less of a population of people that have as much definition up top here as you and I do.
1: Yeah, so it's crazy that, that we find each other in that way. I don't know. I just think that it's, it's, it was relevant the first time that you and I got to have any sort of interaction at EBMS, how we thought the same way mm-hmm. in, in, in the world, it just naturally in life. So I just think that it's interesting. So 30%. Have that, that
0: th- have that top center. fine. Mm -hmm. And they've got three ways of having that definition, either this channel, the one in the middle, or the the next one that we'll be talking about next time, which is the um, channel of logic. So um, another thing that I read is that we're naturally analytical, but really not for our own benefit. It's it's really more directed outwards towards the collective. And that's where... um, we apply that, an al- an a- that's why we, we probably found each other is that all of our analysis was going towards a shared common goal, which was the betterment of the employees of the company that we were working for, improving their performance, improving our the information that they were giving, all of that stuff. It wasn't so much, and maybe that's why we've admittedly faltered using that analysis for our own business because it's really not... It's not ours to try to harness for our for our own gain.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense.
0: Um, and the search for meaning is another piece of this that I thought was really interesting because um, making sense of our own life, and this is actually part of the book. It, the the you are utter, utterly inequipped with this mental def, mental definition, however, to solve your own problems. Or make sense of your own life it's so, so much it,
1: to do with everybody else
0: yeah but that's because it's a projected channel and projectors as we know focus that focus is outwards it's not inwards um but we are really like as long as like well, here's a couple of the things searching for meeting should or could be constant but should be centered around enjoyment of the moment. So rather than always trying to figure out like, why am I here? What am I here to do? It's really trying to harness that. I'm here to experience whatever I'm experiencing. It's less about trying to find the deep meaning in that. um, And really just being more aware of there is meaning. And the meaning is just being here, the being. And I think that was the, Oh, no, that, I didn't write that down. It was something else to, related to myself. Um, and you know your jack-of-all-trades comment that you've always, we've talked about it a million times in the, in the course of our knowing each other and, and starting a business. Um, but this was all related to talents and abilities. And that really it is part of our, our channel that we are talented and have lots of talents, abilities, and interests. And that rather than focusing on one and trying to get really, really good at it, the way that you know everyone's like, well, you should just do that one thing mm-hmm. like no, that one all of those talents affect each other positively. Um, the example I think that was in the website I was reading is like a math teacher can also be really good at poetry. you know there's things that they bring into that. If they're great at teaching math, they might be also wonderful at writing poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because they're not mutually exclusive. And I think that that's a lot of what common education is, is homogenization with this idea that in order to be good at this, you have to not be so good at this. It's not really about finding where all of those things play well together so much as trying to focus and isolate one specific skill And and keep getting that skill better or even focusing on our weaknesses and trying to get those better, Um, which was a big piece of strength finders that I loved was always how they talked about rather than taking a kid whose natural proclivity is not math and saying, well, we need to have you work on math until you're better at it. Like, why aren't you taking and finding what they're really good at? And helping them strengthen and get better and improve and growth mindset through that thing, not to say that they won't get better at math, but maybe they get better at math because they get better at something that then kind of the same we were talking, it might affect their ability, to, their confidence in math might improve if they're confident in something else.
1: Well, and not only that, but the other thing I remember about strength, strength finders on that same thing is when you're working on your strengths, you see what you're really good at and you can even see how to apply that to things you're not good at. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like that practice of, of, of confidence building in the thing, in the things that you are really good at. And then how do I apply that to different parts of my life that, um can elevate out. And I think that that, that relates directly to this abstraction piece that we're discussing today is the, I, am glad that you pointed that out because I did pick that up, but it didn't, it didn't dawn on me what that was as far as, um, learning, learning lots of different things, being interested in lots of different things. Um, and not feeling bad about that in any sort of way, because we're naturally, drawn to that.
0: Yep. It's, it's that, that, um, shame that we have about having too many interests is absolutely conditioned shame from the outside world. Like when we were little, I wish that my kids had as many interests as I did where, especially when I'd get really, and this is my open G center too, is I would get very into something like a movie, very much movies. We would watch a movie and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to live this movie. I'm going to live this movie. My life is this movie for like months. That I can look back on and be like, I I gained so many knowledge things from that. Like mm-hmm. when we got into cowboy music, when nine seconds, remember nine seconds mm-hmm. with Luke Perry? I do. So it's like nine seconds with Luke Perry got me into cowboy culture and country music. And so, and there was other movies like, a thing called love with Samantha Mathis and River Phoenix was also big at that time. So there was like country music. And then there was the Sandlot and there was getting into baseball and 1950s culture. And then there was my so-called life and getting in, you know, there was all these things that I would get really into, but it would always be with a mindset of I was doing research too, like researching person I wanted to be in that role, kind of like, like being an actor in that character my little women period. Don't even get me started. Oh my God. That's a whole episode on its own. Um, did you do any research specifically on either of these two gates?
1: So I read, um, quite a bit about, um, gate 64. Um, just, because I was already, that's what I thought my research started to. And um, and it is
0: what you were talking about is it is very interesting to see each channel contains the two gates and the two gates are opposites in a way. They're, they're mm-hmm. like these two gates are the gate of confusion and the gate of realization. So mm-hmm. it's like they are, and then they combine into this abstraction. Um. Where it's confusion with moments of realization, so it's 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 the calm, the storm, and then the end of the storm. It's like all three of those things.
1: Yeah, and so the the confusion part really made me reflect on my on my childhood a ton. Um, when it my my book talked about um, it being the gate of the left eye and the right hemisphere of the brain and then how information and inspiration comes from large chunks or downloads. Like you were just talking about movies, you know what I mean? Um, These these things that come into your life in in these large chunks Um, but your your brain is taking those and making, um, like peace with not knowing how things are gonna happen, how things are gonna turn out, um, this side of the channel is the is the unknown kind of so i thought that that was really interesting and it made me really think about my childhood and how i took in information and similar to you not all, not not always movies but like i'd meet new people my i i got the the blessing of being with a human being for most of my childhood that really loved people so she worked in environments my grandma worked in environments with lots of different people from lots of different cultures and places on not just in the in in america but all over the world she worked at dude ranches a lot of the time and and i'd meet these people like i'll never forget Jessie from jersey she was this cute little girl she had the jersey accent she said words funny and i submerged myself in learning about where she came from and why she, you know what I mean? Why she did the quirky little things that she did. And then there was this cute little girl, Jessica from Kentucky and she had the Southern accent. And so I just, um, I got to meet people from Germany and other, other countries that, that just really opened me up and i'd take all this like once i met someone from somewhere then i was like the kid who was like how do i find out more about that particular culture this is before internet so i spent a lot of time asking a lot of questions to adults that d- adults didn't want to answer and getting shoved like encyclopedias and stuff and in, in my face which was great i got to you know find out magazines and things like that so i just thought it was interesting um that 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 side of the the chan or the gate channel, I guess this gate of the channel that how you'd refer to it, um, kind of pulls that download information, and so the opposite of that, I think, on the other end, and I just read a little bit about that. Like you said, is is then the seeing the the end result. So,
0: I think it's really interesting because as I was looking through your chart, and I have to double check this, so I don't wanna have a revelation of what I'm seeing here. I gotta make sure that I put your information in correctly because I was looking in genetic matrix and I was noticing that we both have a completely undefined G-Center, which is where that identity comes from and that desire to try on. Our openness is where our ability, but but my chart is telling me that you're a manifesting generator. Really? Yeah, because it's saying that, and I, because I was, and I, I wasn't even looking at that. I was looking at the G center and I was, I was looking at like play back and forth between our two in genetic matrix, seeing, okay, well, where your sacral is defined, my heart is defined, and it's both, you know, it's yours is coming, that definition is coming through from the solar plexus. But then I was noticing your throat is defined. And I was like, I thought your throat was undefined. And then I, so I don't know, maybe I screwed something up and I'll have to yeah, go look. On
1: my body graft, it's not, my throat is not defined. I know. That's why I was like, what is going
0: on here? Um, something is definitely up, but I'm going to double check this because it, that I, I hate that idea that there's like, that <laughs> we can learn something. But I mean, this is why accuracy is important everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, So I'm going to double check that, but I was just like noticing, that. but no matter what, we're both like super, absolutely undefined in that G center, Mm -hmm. which makes so much sense. That is our, our identity and why we shouldn't feel bad about trying on those personalities and seeing what feels good and feeling comfortable with trying different things on. And that's where, um, You know, I've never felt ashamed of that, but that's because I've always had that high drama background of being an actress. And, you know, that's where maybe that that drama has come in. Um, But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do some research and figure out what's going on. High
1: drama. (laughs) Sorry, that just resonated with me just now. I think I've been called dramatic a few times in the last week.
0: Maybe just a time or two. Not...
1: Not so, like um, it's
0: always a bad thing when people say it. They they say it right. like it's a bad thing.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I know.
0: Oh, okay. So, what time were you born?
1: Well, that's the. I'll have to go back and look at my mom's original text because I'm I forwarded it directly to you and I honestly didn't write it down. So, we well, I have the reach. body
0: graph that you had done in your account um, is nine forty five a.m. And I have it in, and maybe I just screwed this up. I might have had it in as um, it says three forty-five local time, and I don't know where I can where, where that came from. Oh, you know why? Because I oh, here's why. It's because I put it in as three. I was looking at the UTC time when I put in your birth information here. So I'll go edit it. I, I, that'll probably fix it. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. So let's see, 9.45 a.m. There we go. 9.45
1: a.m. Yeah, my mom must have got a new phone since then because I don't. And I knew it'd be easier to go through her stuff than yours, but I got nothing.
0: Okay. It's three. Okay. 3.45 is the UTC time. Okay. Okay. So let me go in. There we go. Emotional generator. Okay. There we go. That's me. So we're going to go, we're basing it off of 9.45 a.m.
1: I'm positive Uh, it's a morning birth. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that way, you know, that's the thing is it's fluid. If we, and it wouldn't have changed that much of who you are to be a manifesting generator versus a generator.
1: Not really. All right. So any closing thoughts?
0: Um, I would say a couple of the things that from the, the gates that I was looking at is, you know, a big piece of this is our mind always trying to make sense and have a firm grasp of things Mm -hmm. is, is what, you know, that's our mind. And it's not, that's not the crown or the Ajna specifically. That's the conditioning that everything needs to make sense to us. Um, That's just our human nature. So the deconditioning process for this is really in kind of understanding and being, um, aware that a lot of this, these two gates and this channel in particular is allowing things to swirl and be kind of out in the ether a bit. Like if you're learning something or becoming aware of something and it's not making sense, how many times has there been that you, that something clicks that you oh, have yes. a I was- moment where it's like, it says in the book, it says, you don't know necessarily which, you know, like you're watching a, um, a movie and all of these different slices come through. It's a collection of these different pieces. And it, it's not going to necessarily be clear to you which one is going to hold the key. And I, I haven't really let myself or get, given myself permission to not know the answer, not know the right next move and just wait and be really comfortable with the waiting or get more comfortable, maybe not be really comfortable, but trying to get more comfortable with the waiting and just the allowing the universe to let that Mm -hmm. thing come through without forcing it because my, I am a forcer. I am definitely a, I want it to make sense. I want it to happen. Now my impatience, I'm, I feel highly impatient. I think you and I are have a lot in common with that impatience for things to make sense. Um,
1: Yeah. And one of the books that I read said something about um, even, even it clicking in your sleep, like those pieces all of a sudden fall together. And I've woke up to that, like, Oh, that's what we need to do moment uh um, of things. And, and I agree with you since human design has entered my life, Allowing just a little bit more time for things to work themselves out and not that waiting, not to have to just force it to, to this is what we have to do. It, it really does make a difference in my life. To, to, to it's true. It and this... and when it clicks, it clicks.
0: It does. And it says here, you know, that the... Um... What you know that I feel like that's our aha. I love, I fucking love a good aha moment. Yeah. I love it. I get so excited when when not just my own realizations, but seeing realization in others. Like that's part of the subbing thing for me is seeing that realization come through in someone else. And that for you is probably why as part of your conscious channel, that that is something that like you actively took a role in training others so that you could see that, that mm-hmm. aha moment so oh, yeah,
1: much. For sure. For
0: And for me, it's, it's been a little bit more subversive. Like I love to see it, but it's not something that I would necessarily say that I made my goal to kind of find a role where people were having those aha moments all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that probably why I did so well working at for the science retailer for so long is like, I was kind of helping guide people to, towards a, those aha moments, but it, it really didn't require me to be present for them to have that, that aha. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that this was good. I'm I'm really excited to see kind of where we go with the next, with the next channel. Um, I know that our next one is going to be the channel of logic. So this was abstraction. The next one we'll talk about is the channel of logic, which is still right up there between, um, the, the Ashna and the head. So we're going to kind of work. I, I was telling Mary, we're going to work our way kind of clockwise. And when we talked about that, I was like, you know, a clock at midnight is straight up and down, but this clock is going to go in a spiral. <laughs> the so I'm like, we've got to actually, we got to shift it to 11 o'clock. That's where the Kinda six Kind people... of like
1: our abstract channel.
0: Exactly. We got to just maybe push a little bit this way. It'll yep. be great. And um, yeah, so if we hit a channel that you, that you share with us, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear from you. We have our Instagram, which is um, guidedbydesign.podcast. We have our email, which we probably should set up an email for Guided by Design, just so that way we can we can direct there. But ours is currently marysmentors at gmail.com. You can reach us there. Um, and yeah, just let us know. We'd love to hear. And You know, especially if, like I said, if you've got one of these channels that matches, we'd love to know and what your experience is, you know, that's, we learn a lot about the experience of other, you know, we learn a lot about ourselves through, through the recognizing, yeah, through understanding someone else's experience. So, um, yeah, great. Wonderful. Feeling really good.
1: Well, have a great rest of your day, Mary.
0: You as well. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.